Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We are excited you've taken time out of your day to listen to our podcast. For more information about us, you may visit our website at biblicalquestion.com. We will tell you the web address again at the show's end. We encourage you to open your Bible and follow along as we study the Bible. Now here is your host, Joseph. Hello there, and welcome to the podcast. I am excited that you've taken time out of your day to download this podcast and to listen to us. We certainly hope and pray that Christ would be glorified and you as our listeners would be edified. Again, I pray each and every day for our listeners. I certainly hope and pray that you would do that in return. Today we're going to talk about something a little different. Uh, prayers to Jesus. Prayers to Jesus. And the reason I really want to talk about this topic is because so many people don't believe that you can actually pray directly to Jesus. So we're going to get into that here in just a moment. Do you enjoy our weekly podcast? Though many of our listeners around the world in poverty-stricken nations are not financially able to support our podcast, if you are able, we would be grateful for your help. We offer several ways to help support the podcast on our website, biblicalquestion.com. Would you be in a prayful consideration in your cheerful donation or purchasing through one of our affiliates? Thank you for cheerfully helping us tell a worldwide audience about the Word of God. Back, and I really want you to please open your Bible and follow along. Uh, I really believe that uh, the Word of God is the ultimate authority in everything that we do as Christians. If you're new to this podcast, I always want people uh, to open their Bible and follow along. So if you'd open your Bible and mark it to Acts chapter 7, verse 59, is what we're going to be reading, Acts 7, verse 59, and then turn with me to John chapter 14, verse 14. We're going to probably read a lot more scripture today than we normally would do, and so please bear with me, take notes, Please tell others about us, and I certainly hope that this will encourage you in your prayer life. So, again, the, the remarks have been made to me over the years. We only pray to the Father. When, in fact, you can find lots of little verses here and there in the New Testament that say that we can pray to Jesus. And one of those, actually, is directly from Jesus himself. John chapter 14 Verse 14 says, and this is Jesus talking here, okay? If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. So what's interesting to me is we always start our prayer traditionally off, Dear Heavenly Father. Well, but we always end it uh, in Jesus' names. And we do that based off of this verse. And so is there a contradiction here? Well, not really, but there could be in some people's minds. They they say, oh, we can only pray to Jesus, I mean, then that's what they do. Or we can only pray to the Father, and that's what they do. And they don't realize sometimes they actually are blending uh, to two things together in their public prayer. And my question is, if we can sing songs to the Father, to the Son, and to the Spirit, but we can't pray to those uh, names given to God, because there's only one God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one. 
So there's only one God. We just have these personalities of God. And to get into uh, the Trinity in this podcast is not my goal. And it's a very deep uh, subject. If you really want to study it, there is a book called The Timeless Trinity. And I would recommend that you read that. It's not a very big book. You could probably read it in a couple of days. If you're a serious reader, you could probably get it done in a couple of hours. And I'm going to tell you what. I've read that book countless times. And each time I read it, the guy is just so deep. He, he gets straight to the point. And so if you want to study that, I would encourage you to do that. But here's another example in the book of Acts. I've asked you uh, to turn to there. Acts chapter 7, verse 59. And in here we have the first martyr of the Bible. Uh, really the New Testament, I should say. And that would be Stephen. And he has been charged. He stood in front of the Sanhedrin. He's given a really good history account of the people of Israel. And... They're out to uh, stone uh, Stephen, which is exactly what they will do. But in verse 59 says, They went on stoning Stephen as he called on the Lord and said, and quote, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit, end quote. So that is a prayer to Jesus. Now, it's only a couple words. And prayer doesn't have to be hours long, although I would encourage you to have that type of prayer life. Prayer is just simply talking to God. And so Jesus has proven himself countless times of being God. Um, Only God can forgive sins. Only God could raise the dead. Only God could control the weather, the storms, and so forth. Uh, Only God could do those things. And so Jesus has proven his deity. Is he in the flesh human? Absolutely. Do I completely understand that? No. Okay? And so it's something I'm continuing to study and trying to grow on. The thing here is, uh, listeners, Jesus is God in the flesh. He declares himself to be God. And so this is some of the reason the Sanhedrin uh, go after him to, uh, to crucify him. So turn with me to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. Actually, 2 Corinthians a lot to me is really kind of an overlooked book. We, we study 1 Corinthians a lot. Uh, the church in Corinth is a mess overall, I would say. But at the same time, there's a lot of good information in these different uh, books that we don't study a lot of. So Second Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 10. And, and I am reading from the New American Standard Update for those who are, are asking, because I get that asked a lot. Because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, for this reason, to keep me from exalting myself, there was given me a thorn in the flesh. A messenger of Satan tormented me to keep me from exalting myself. Verse 8, 
Concerning this, I employed the Lord three times that it might leave me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for the power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Verse 10. Therefore, I am content with the weakness, with insults, with distress, persecutions, with difficulty for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, I am strong. And so here's an example of the Apostle Paul, who prayed directly to Jesus. And then over here in uh, First First Thessalonians chapter 3, First Thessalonians chapter 3, as I'm trying to turn there myself, uh, verses 11 through 13. Verses 11 through 13. Now may our God and Father himself and Jesus our Lord direct our way to you. May the Lord cause you to increase abound in love for one another, just as we do for you so that he, referring to Jesus, may establish your hearts without blame and holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with his saints. So this is also an example of prayer to Jesus. Second Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Verse 16, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 16 says, Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who has loved us and given us eternal comfort and hope and grace, comfort and strengthen your hearts in every good word and deed. And so here we have people who knock on your door. And they claim that Jesus is basically a created being. You should not uh, be praying to him. You should not be worshiping him. And that's just really not true. Okay? Here here is uh, in Revelation. Revelation chapter 22, verse 20. And here's the Apostle John. He who testifies to these things say, Yes, I am coming quickly. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Okay. Again, here is uh, the Apostle John. Come, Lord Jesus. He is talking to Jesus. Please come. Okay. Uh, As Christians, are we ready uh, for Jesus to come? You know, I I wondered sometimes, even in my life, if honestly, if I'm really completely prepared for all of that. And we're not promised another day. Uh, Revelation chapter 5. Revelation chapter 5, verses 11 through 14. And I I don't claim to be an expert in the book of Revelation. Uh, There is no S on the end, just one revelation from Jesus. And this is what we call the book. Of Revelation. It is written to seven churches. That's where the letter was originally written to and applied uh, 
I'll be honest, there's a lot of people who kind of just look over that, seven churches. They uh, like to get into some deep theology and really confuse people, and probably themselves. Some of the themes in the book of Revelation is this. There is a second coming, no doubt. Very clear. I think it's very clear. Once Jesus appears in the sky, it's done. Everything is over. Uh, So life on earth will suddenly change. It will be done. There will be a judgment day. And then there will be one eternal day. And your destination and my destination uh, really all depend if we've been washed in the blood of Jesus. If we've accepted that uh, sacrifice, acknowledged who Jesus is, repented, and done our best. You know, it's not easy. Uh, Life on earth is hard. It's difficult. It's full of sin. It's full of temptation, sickness, death, and other struggles. And this is why we really, truly need the Lord. So here is another example in Revelation uh, chapter 5, verses 11 through 14. And notice here, really, uh, deep down here, when these people who knock on your door uh, do not believe that Jesus is God, he is deity, therefore, they'll say, you should not be praying to him, you should not be worshiping him. And so we have this question. In our worship services, we sing songs to the Father. Sometimes we sing songs uh, to Jesus. And sometimes we sing songs to the Spirit. And so all three are equal one, one God, as I've tried to point out several times over the years in this podcast and just a few minutes ago. So... Revelation chapter 5, verses 11 through 14. Then I looked. I heard the voice of many angels around the throne and the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was myriads of myriads, thousands of thousands. Verse 12. Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and might, and honor, and glory, and blessings. Verse 13, And every created thing, which is in heaven, and on earth, and under the earth, and on the sea, and all these things in them I heard saying. Notice what the Apostle John says. To him who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb, Be the blessings and honor and glory and dominion forever and ever. This is a description that John is seeing of Jesus sitting on the throne. He is God Almighty. He is the creator. John chapter 1 says so. Uh, Colossians chapter 1 says so. Verse 14 And the four living creatures kept saying, Amen, and the elders fell down and worshipped. Who are they worshipping? Jesus. Okay, so if we have an example here of Jesus being worshipped and honored, he's sitting on the throne, the great white throne that John talks about. Uh, It is a judgment seat. 
And so Jesus will come back and he will judge the living and the dead. And this idea that we cannot pray to him uh, using his name is wrong. It's just really a misunderstanding altogether. Again, you and I can pray directly to Jesus without biblical uh, troubles here at all. And then there is this idea, and I've read this before over the years, uh, is Isaiah. Isaiah gives this description of uh, Jesus, the Messiah. And if you want to turn with me there, I think I, it's, uh, it's worth uh, reading again, okay? And so turn with me uh, there to Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9, starting with verse 6. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. Now notice this. This is the prophet Isaiah, hundreds of years before Jesus is even born. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or a peace on the throne of David over his kingdom. Okay, and so, and Isaiah goes on. This is a messianic prophecy. Goes on to say who Jesus is. And we use these very names to identify or label Jesus the Messiah. And another way of calling is, is Father. Wonderful Counselor. I mean, all of those are just... Simply this, deity. They are words of deity describing who Jesus is. Righteousness, justice. The, okay, and so verse 7 goes on to say, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. We listeners need to understand, to the best of our ability, who Jesus is, that he is an almighty God, and that we can pray to him. We can worship him, so I think without any issues, we can sing songs to him, and we can pray to him. And so many of our songs, honestly, are prayers. I mean, if you really sit there and study some of these songs out that we uh, that we read, uh, sing, I should say, every Sunday morning. Turn with me here to 1 Timothy chapter 1. 1 Timothy chapter 1, uh, verse 15. It is a trustworthy statement, deserving full acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, among whom I am foremost of all. Verse 16, for yet this reason I found mercy, so that in me foremost that Jesus might demonstrate his perfect patience, an example for those who believe in him for eternal life. Now the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, only God, be the glory forever and ever. 
amen. That word amen means I put my stamp of approval on it. We honestly, listeners, really, truly need to pray. Now, I'm not asking you to violate your conscience at all. If you believe that you should only pray to, quote-unquote, uh, the Father, fine. Uh, do so. And so I, I want to simply encourage you to, to pray, honestly, at the end of the day. That's what I really want us to do. 1 Corinthians 16, verse 22 uh, says, let's back up here. Verse 21, the greeting is in my own hand, Paul. If anyone does not love the Lord, he is to be accursed. Verse 23, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. My love be with you all in Christ Jesus. Amen. So again, Paul the Apostle is referring to Jesus as God and deity, and he is praying. Uh, this is a prayer, and he's referring to Jesus in this prayer. So I, I hope that this kind of helps you. Uh, I'm trying to stay away from the legalism myself that uh, we only pray. And I know the example, our Father who art in heaven. Okay, that's where most people go, is the example of the prayer that Jesus uh, would use that we often call the Our Father. It's really, uh, or some people refer to it as the Lord's Prayer. And this is a great model prayer. And again, going back to the deity of Christ versus the humanity of Christ. Uh, Jesus is giving the example in the flesh how we should give reverence to God in prayer. Uh, God is not your uh, barroom buddy. He's not a co-worker at work or a fellow student. He is a holy God, uh, almighty God, and very much deserves and expects you to give him reverence when we approach him in prayer. Can we lay our burdens on him? Sure. Can we have our frustrations out and talk to him? Yes. But be, be understanding of who we're talking to. The problem with most Americans uh, the rest of the world may not have this issue uh, directly, but we have a president and we're allowed to speak against him, uh, vote against him, say I don't like him, and so on. And it doesn't matter what party he's in, uh, but a king is much different. Uh, I guarantee you, you go back and you would look at people who spoke against Example, King David. David overlooks this to a point, but on his deathbed, he tells his son Solomon to go kill him, go strike him down. Go, that whole family was disrespectful to me as a king. Uh, they need to go away. And Solomon does. He goes and, and, and executes them. So uh, when you speak to a king or a queen, example, the queen of England, the protocols of approaching her, is high, high, and uh, if you disrespect that, so you could find yourself in a little bit of trouble. 
So, again, this idea of how we talk to Jesus, can we talk to him about anything and everything? I think so. I don't see a problem with that. But we need to speak with him with reverence. I I would not ex- uh, expect my earthly father, if I approached him uh, without some respect, uh, he would still, even in his elderly age, uh, knock me across the room. He would say, I raised you better. And this is the idea that God expects us to approach him in prayer, cast our burdens upon him, of course, but let's be respectful. And so can we pray to Jesus? Absolutely. If we can end the prayer in Jesus' name, uh, we could start the prayer with uh, the approach. Dear Heavenly Jesus, we, we ask these things in this prayer in your name and begin praying. Anything you ask in me, John 14, 14, you ask me in my name, I will, I will give it to you. Doesn't mean he's going to give you sinful desires to come true, that he will uh, answer your prayer and take care of you and protect you. He wants to protect us. He wants us to be with him forever. If he did not, he would have never come to this earth. He would have just let us swim in our sin, and nobody would even stand a chance of, of going to heaven. Without Jesus, we are lost. With Jesus, we have eternal life and peace and being able to to worship him, heaven, the eternal life, everybody, I don't care what religion you're in, they all believe uh, there is a good side after death. And a lot of them believe there's a bad side. And so what do we want? Christians, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He does not leave the door open for anyone else or anything else. It is him and him alone, Jesus. Well, I certainly hope that uh, this been a little different uh, podcast, perhaps, for long-time listeners. Uh, Hopefully that you would sit down and think about what we've had to talk about. You can go back and study. There's uh, these examples, again, of prayers to Jesus. Uh, again, I say to those who want to differ uh, differently, uh, peace, don't violate your conscience before God. So, again, thank you for listening. May God bless you, and may He always have the glory. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure to hit the like button and follow us on your podcasting app. Please check out our website at biblicalquestion.com. All one word, all lowercase. In addition, we have a prayer request page, a way of contacting us, a statement of faith, and other resources for our listeners. Do you have a Bible question you would like answered on a future podcast or prayer request? We would be honored to hear from you and add your prayer request to our list so others may pray for you. Subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on our social media accounts. Again, that is biblicalquestion.com. Thank you and may he have the glory.